Yeah, you're like a four-year-old girl trying to figure out how to be tall enough to wash the rice in the sink. <laughs> My gosh. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Poor People. I'm your host, Jackie. Oh, I'm me. Today, we're going to be talking about immigrant children problems, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced if you have immigrant parents. If you have an immigrant parent, we think you'll be able to relate to some of these issues that we faced when we were growing up, and even now. (laughs) We're super excited for this episode because we have two special guests with us today. Can you guys introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, so this is Jessica, and I met Jackie, I guess it was eight years ago now, at UC Davis, go Ags, and uh, I think it was senior year, and we were both in this program where we were able to find an internship in Washington, D.C. It was a program called UCDC, and we, I don't remember if we chose each other as roommates or if- I'm pretty sure that we talked about Harry Potter and that's how we decided. Yeah, and we're 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 done. We're good. (laughs) Hi, I'm Raul, and I've known me for, I believe, 13 years now. We met at uh, UCSC. Go Slugs! Go Slugs! Go Slugs! Yeah, I believe we met in a... Like, I know we have mutual friends, which I want yeah. to say we, we met before, like earlier maybe, but like my, the first recollection I really do have is us being in a in a graphics design class, I think it was Photoshop or so, so something like that. Illustrator. Yeah. And um, I met you through, was it through Cat? Yes, it was through Cat. Okay. All right. Yeah. They have so long. Oh my God. You're yeah. Saying, and then we ended up working together. <laughs> yeah. And then we worked together for a little while. It was, it was cool. <laughs> okay. Let's go into our first topic since we actually all met each other through college. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. I want to talk about how uh, your parents reacted to what major you chose. Who wants to go first? I, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll, go, I'll go first. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I'm Mexican. So my parents came from Mexico and, and they wanted me to do better than they did in America. You know, you have the opportunity and, and all that stuff. So they really kind of did push me to just do whatever I wanted. I want to say I started looking into like kind of technology, working the TV, just kind of helping up with any of the electronics that we had at home. And that kind of piqued my interest. And so I didn't really know anything about computers until I think uh, ninth grade and we, I first started high school. So we got a computer and then that was kind of the, the thing that I enjoyed. And then they saw that and they're like, all right, well, if you want to do something with this, work at it. They took me to the fields one day to actually work and, and pick grapes because they're like if you don't if, if you don't if you don't study or what you want this is gonna be your life and that day was hell for me <laughs> spiders climbing all over me and oh, everything was just it was just nope. horrible and i'm like yeah fuck this <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal with this so then i, I kind of kept on track to study that kind of stuff and I think they're they're happy that right now, but yeah, they kind of told me if you're not gonna do what you want to do and study work at school, this is gonna be your life. I'm like, yeah, no. Wait, Raul. So your parents just gave the decision up to you what you wanted to study. You could pretty much study anything, or was there like yeah. a specific really? Yeah, pretty much as long as long as long as I didn't work in the fields because kind of that's how yeah. they to do it so they're like all right well this is the land this is america this is what you can do whatever you want so just do something and get ahead and they didn't really care what it was as long as 
I made money. <laughs> so oh my God, I'm I'm shocked and incredibly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Just did you have the same experience? Um, I think the only similarities I had was my parents also scared me into picking. Well, they tried to scare me into picking a major that they thought would lead to a better career. So I'm half Japanese, half Indonesian, and both my parents cut hair. And that was their scare tactic. They're like, Jessica, we don't want you to like be on your feet for, you know, at least eight hours a day and your hands like turning into these, I don't know, like meat hook hands. <laughs> so um, <laughs> just go study hard, be a doctor. You know, I think the pretty stereotypical Asian parent sayings is to like be a doctor or be an engineer or if you're really bad at math and science, try being a lawyer, which none of those things ended up happening for me. So I ended up studying international relations in German. That was my way of being a rebel, which was not very rebellious. Rebellious, so rebellious. I don't know if they were happy with that choice, but I think they were at least happy I made it to college. How did how did you end up picking those specific majors? So my family is kind of scattered around the world. I have like family in Indonesia. A lot of my aunts and uncles, like they either live in the States or I have an uncle who lives in Germany and he went to school there. And so he was really trying to convince me and my mom to like have me go to school there because it would have been a lot cheaper for us. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll go to Germany. But yeah, my mom was like, no. <laughs> so that's kind of how I, I got interested in in studying German, which I know is kind of different. It, it, it was also just my way of kind of sticking it to my parents because they were pushing the med school angle really hard. Oh, wow. And I was like, guys, I'm really bad at math. I don't think I'm going to tell it. So. <laughs> I'm impressed with both of you guys. Raul, I know your parents let you choose anything, but Jess, I'm impressed you decided to stick it to your parents. <laughs> I definitely want the science route. <laughs> I, I want to say also because I'm the youngest and the only boy. In, in my family so i gotta say maybe that was something too but i don't know you got spoiled i got spo- i did easy, get the, uh, you know what? i'm gonna say i did i did kind of get spoiled wait so you have um older siblings yes i have two when older they, sisters and and were they pushed harder to work or study something specific kind of i want to say my sisters kind of rebelled more than i did uh oh so yeah your just quit <laughs> No. <laughs> do whatever you want roll as long as it, it makes money yeah i guess i mean my, my sisters kind of did their own thing um they were more strict on them and they were more lenient on me i didn't really see it at the time it was more until i once i got into college and i started learning and i, I was growing i was like oh yeah that's right i, I had it easy compared to them <laughs> i think for me i don't think my parents cared too much they would have obviously preferred if I was a doctor or a lawyer, but I think they were fine with my CS degree, but they're very disappointed that I don't have a PhD. What? It's that yeah. doctor title, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's that doctor title. They're like, BS. That's just BS. <laughs> gotta get that PhD. I'm like, I don't, literally don't want to do research it's not doesn't sound like something I want to do and I know it sounds like a lot of school I think I like academics like being in learning environment and learning and in the mindset but I don't like doing the work I don't know maybe I'm just lazy (laughs) (laughs) I have a similar mindset mentality behind that I, I like the idea of learning I like learning things but I hate 
learning what people tell me I should be learning. <laughs> you know, like what with like college stuff, it's like you have to go through this curriculum, you have to take these classes to fulfill your major requirements. Whereas learning just things in general, just because you feel like it is a lot more interesting than having someone tell you like, you have to learn these things to be able to get your master's, your PhD, your undergraduate degree, whatever it is. So after college, what careers did you guys step into? I know me followed her path when she did she had a CS degree and then she's now doing engineering. I completely veered off. I did science and history and now I work in tech doing data. What about you guys? Did your, I guess, career path follow what you studied in school? And how did your parents react to that? Um, I guess for me, I mean, what, I graduated with a CS degree in computer game design, same as me. <laughs> uh, but I kind of veered off of that. I, I don't really, I don't code anymore. So I've forgotten all my, well, most of my C++ stuff. But I kind of veered into more operation stuff. And then from there, I went to IT. So I'm now doing IT things uh, with the infrastructure. So I'm not really using my degree necessarily. Well, not really. Um, do you do any scripting? Partially more. It's I'm doing more like Puppet, uh, doing like yeah. Uh, Windows. I mean, it's still technical stuff. It, it, it's still technical, but there's no real coding. Like, I was trying to learn Python because I, I did Ruby for a, for a little while, uh, and then I stopped doing it. And now I was I'm trying to do some PowerShell and some uh, Python. But with that, I'm not really doing that kind of stuff anymore. It's more just infrastructure stuff, Puppet, and uh, making things work and dealing with vendors and software and the people who like some of the companies. So I'm kind of veered off of that. My parents don't really. They're just like, oh, it's just computers. Okay. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. When I grew up, the ter- I don't think the terminology was really there in Spanish for uh, like all the computer stuff. Yeah. But I don't really know how to explain it in Spanish, and I have to I have to look it up. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, so um, in that case, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just I just tell them, ah, it's with computers. I'm just, I'm just with computers. <laughs> it's easy. They're like, okay, it's computers. Like, all right. Yeah, I have to find metaphors or something analog that I could this shit sort of show and give examples of what I do. One time when my, my dad was asking me what I was studying and the career science computer game design and he was like, what is that? And he used to play on the Nintendo a lot when I was younger. And I said, do you remember when you would play as Mario? <laughs> I'm that person that when you press B, Mario jumps. But I had to do it all in long. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like someone has to that there's there's something called software that you know maps what you do to show what's on the TV and he's like oh I see I think I sort of understand but not really so so like he, he understood that there was something there that does that uh, translation for machines right that's what, awesome. whatever happens there whatever that means that's not what he's interested in I think he was more interested in what I actually do and that's what I do I, I do the translation thing. <laughs> But yeah, there was there's there's no technological words in Mong either to describe a lot of these things that we do. Yeah. I feel like it's always a mixture of like your native language and English to describe a lot of these concepts just because it's technology stuff is so new that it's like you said, Raul, like it doesn't really exist. A lot of Spanglish for me. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Uh, what did your parents think of your career choice after college? I think 
So I, I worked a lot of odd jobs. I ended up going back to grad school, but I did work odd jobs in between undergrad and grad school. And I think similar to Raul's situation, even though I, I'm in a completely different field, my parents just didn't really understand what I was doing or what I was studying. So, you know, one of my other majors was international relations. And the question that I always got from them was, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's like, you know, I'm going to be an international relationist. I don't know. But I've tried to also explain what I do in just very general terms. Even in English, it's kind of hard to explain sometimes. But yeah, I, I work in the public policy space and, you know, do government work. So that can get a little tricky with my parents because they just like they follow politics, but they don't, you know, like I think the average person don't read like legislative proposals or academic papers that, you know, look into the different policy options that we could take. And and those ideas can be a little abstract. So I kind of just say, oh, I, you know, I work in policy and leave it at that. And they don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I feel most people in general, even like people that are interested in politics, don't generally look at policy very closely. I started rereading the Constitution and a bunch of Supreme Court cases because I was trying to win an argument against someone. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but other other than that, like even as someone that studied like history and focused on American history in college, I don't think about that in my daily life. I feel like most people are like policy. What does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So since we talked about having to mix our native languages with English, did you guys have that experience of being a translator for your parents, trying to interpret medical paperwork or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, all, all, like a lot of times. A lot, so since I was the youngest, my older sisters got most of that done. So I didn't really have to do it too much when I was little. But as soon as I want to say as soon as they did their own thing and I was still at home before college, I would translate a bit. And then, because my parents don't, they didn't really know English back then. It was kind of like, all right, I have to kind of help them. And then they can figure the rest out. And then also going to college, since I was gone, my sister would do that most of the time. But every time I would visit, then they'd ask me things. Like, okay, so kind of translating. But my dad did end up learning some English. So he, he does kind of know how to interact with people now. But there are still some things like what happened uh, earlier this week was I had a, he he went to the doctor, so I had to take him there and had to kind of translate some of the stuff that the doctor was saying. It's kind of just a normal thing. I I don't know. It's it's just like, it's like, oh, well, you're the one that's, you're the kid. You just kind of just tell him what what we need to know. Yeah. I think um, I had a similar experience. It was, you know, lots of doctors visits, parent teacher conferences, disputing bills, (laughs) like cable (laughs) bills or electric bills or whatever oh, or no. understanding like why are we being charged for this i forgot about those yeah <laughs> that was like i'm like 12 i don't know <laughs> but um yeah right like yeah. what do you mean you can translate these government files yeah <laughs> like i don't know taxes what <laughs> this isn't really a funny story but just i was on the phone with my dad this morning even just trying to help him figure out like the whole covid stuff because he's unemployed now since he cuts hair and and uh, the state of california you know like we're not having our businesses open uh i guess for like non-essential workers so 
my dad just was like, I don't understand this. Can you help me with this? And he like proceeded to read to me like the URL for the unemployment like benefits link. And I was like, Dad, I could just do a Google search and probably find this faster. But okay, I'll, <laughs> That's let, true. I'll let you say edd.ca.gov. So... <laughs> which uh, that's what it is, if that's helpful. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it just never ends. Yeah, it's true. So for me, I live in Oregon now. I don't even live in the same state as my mother anymore. And my sister lives close by to my mom. But instead of asking my sister, they call and ask me, <laughs> which doesn't make sense to me. But it it's for whatever reason, I think the assumption is I went to college, therefore I can translate legal paperwork. There was one time where she needed to evict a tenant because we did a room share thing and he was terrible. So my mom was trying to, trying to figure out how to evict this person. And then I had to do all the research because my sister was like, oh, no, I don't understand any of this. It's too too complicated. But somehow, like, I'm the one that's supposed to do it, right? <laughs> um, so I think at the time I – was living in San Francisco, so it was like I would just have to drive 40 minutes to get home. But like now, even when I'm in a different state, it's, sometimes I'll get a phone call from my mom. It's like, hey, I'm going to send you over pictures of this legal document. Can you translate for me and see what this means? I'm like, um, can't you ask my sister? <laughs> but and then my sister will message me like shortly after. She's like, I don't understand what this is. You have to figure it out. We have the same resources. Like you realize I Google all of these things. <laughs> Like, I, I'm, I don't have magic. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're more willing to help out. Maybe. I have the same thing. Like, my younger brother, in his mid-20s, you know, he lives at home still. Our parents would rather call one of the other siblings to get help with translations still than to ask him who lives with them. And everyone else lives uh, outside of the city where they live. Some are in the, the Bay Area, some are near Sacramento, <laughs> some are way north. So mm-hmm. it's because he's he's very impatient with them. That sounds like my sister. So you're probably mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 My sister, it's funny because my sister is like the older one out of the two of us. But sometimes, so my sister and I always joke that even though she's technically the older one in terms of like actual age, in spirit, I'm the older one. <laughs> Because like when we were kids and my mom was like, you have to babysit your sister. Like she'd sleep all day. And then, you know, I would actually do things like chores. And if she was hungry, I'd make her food. <laughs> so, Aww, so sweet. Uh, I mean, I guess, I, I guess that's sweet. It's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you're right. The impatience thing um, sounds about right. Me, I remember you mentioned you had to translate for your mom when she went to the doctor. And I wanted to segue into, since you were talking about how you had to translate stuff like, when was your last menstrual cycle? I was curious if you Whoa. had the talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, I didn't have to deal with that. So. <laughs> no, my parents never sat, I think, any of us down to have the talk. So I actually have a funny story there too. I, I So we were really good friends with our neighbors when we were growing up. We would go into her house and bake cookies and sew and play basically because she had a, a kid that was our age too. And I don't know how, I don't remember why this came up, but someone told me to ask the mom of our neighbor uh, where babies come from. <laughs> and... 
I'm like, huh, that's an interesting question. I was a child. I, I feel like maybe I was five or something. I forget how old I was. I was, I was a kid. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. You know, innocent. I walk up to her. I'm like, hey, can you tell me where babies come from? And I, I remember her answer, like, clear as day. She, she was so nice. She was like, hmm, I feel like that's something you should ask your parents. And then, like, little me, I know that my parents didn't have like a, a a proper Western education, so I'm like I don't I don't know if they would know, because <laughs> I and I felt a little ashamed there too. I'm like I don't know if they would know, because they couldn't help me with my homework. So I'm like, why would they know where babies come from? <laughs> and then that's, that's so sweet and innocent because it's like there's no connection that you know they had you and your siblings, but it's like, yeah, well, where did they exactly? <laughs> and she's like, um, I think they might know. Because you have, you're here and you have your sister over there and your brother over there. And I'm like, um, okay. I think at that point I just felt so ashamed <laughs> that I just dropped everything. <laughs> and then I think I walked out and left while all my like siblings are still there playing. I'm like, okay, I'm gone. <laughs> yep. Did you ever end up asking your parents? No, that? I never asked my parents. I, I, I actually think I learned from sex education in elementary school. <laughs> Yes, did you get the talk? Uh, definitely did not get the talk. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in kindergarten, I went to the YMCA after school. And there, you know, there's like a, a, a mix of kids of different ages who, who are there. And there was this one girl who like told me a secret. And I was like, oh boy, okay, this is, this is really, this is really exciting. And she was like, I have a crush on this boy and I want to have sex with him. And oh I thought, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. In, in yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of layers, I guess, to this. But um, so I didn't really know what that meant. But I was like, oh, that, you know, that sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went home and I, I repeated what you will. One, I'm a much better secret keeper now. Um, two, um, <laughs> I, I had to like tell my mom because I, I didn't understand what it meant. And my mom like freaked out and she just, she didn't answer my question. And she was just like, never say that again. And, um, and, and that was it. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thank you, uh, U.S. education system, for helping me out there, I guess, with with that. <laughs> it didn't, didn't come from my parents. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like I don't know if I specifically got the talk in the sense that we talked about it in the American education system, but I do remember my mom telling me, I remember maybe like six, seven or something, she would say things like, make sure you don't let like strange people touch you in these places because that's not right kind of thing. I remember that kind of stuff. But I remember when I got older, got the whole idea of like, make sure you don't have sex and have babies or else you're going to be a teen pregnant person and you can't do anything and you'll flunk out of school. Like that kind of talk, you know, like the typical like, you can't date until you're 30 kind of talk. But I don't know if I had an explicit quote unquote talk about about the sexes the, se- the sexing, the sexing. <laughs> the sexing. <laughs> how did you guys interact with friends and how did your parents allow you to interact with friends things like did you ever go to sleepovers or were you allowed to have 
pizza parties or, you know, that kind of thing? I could not go to sleepovers and it was really difficult to even go to my friends' homes. I think if they lived within walking distance, like two or three houses away, that's fine, but not any more than that. And that's because, you know, they would be normal children that would be in the area. But I couldn't hang out with my friends from school because, I don't know, trust issues? <laughs> you were obviously going to be kidnapped and be like, yeah, taken with Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It's just not safe. Jess or Raul, did you guys have similar experiences? I think that I had pretty like regulated friendship outings. Like my parents let me have sleepovers and sometimes like my friends would sleep over at our house too, but it would I think definitely be like Friday night to Saturday and like I couldn't hang out on weeknights or school nights and they would have to like really know who my friends were and and their parents and they were just very careful about that. But me, like, I was just thinking about, you know, just kind of growing up in, like, the 90s and early 2000s where, like, I'm really into true crime now, but I feel like that was something <laughs> that my, like, my mom, you know, she did say stuff like, be careful when you answer the door and watch for strange, like, stranger danger. And yeah. <laughs> just kind of, yeah. yeah. We always had to lock the door, even if we were home. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Okay, so I think we have time for one more topic today. So let's talk about arguments. That's always fun. Where should we start with this? Start with like how to know when you were in trouble and maybe arguing your way in or out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, arguing in and out of things. No, that that doesn't happen, right? (laughs) That's true. It's a one way, like my way or the highway. Does anyone have an example of a story when they've gotten into an argument or a debate with their parents and logically navigate your way through it, but they, they put up and pulled out the parent card? Uh, I mean, I'm, I didn't really argue too much, but when we did, I remember them, or at least my mom, mentioning we crossed the river, we crossed from Mexico to the U.S. <laughs> to give you a better life, and this is how you're you're paying us that like, you're, you're you treat us this is this is you're doing this to us when we risked everything for you to be here and do good and all this stuff i'm like oh, i'm like okay please like yes i know i know i know you crossed the river you almost got caught but can we just talk about something else and like, no no don't treat us like okay okay all right <laughs> okay i just i'll let you're you say clearly over it <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really argue too much. I was one of those kids where it was kind of like my sister would do the arguing, then they'd get them angry, and then they do their stuff, and I'm just kind of there watching. And, <laughs> and I don't really want to deal with that. I want to go back to playing my Nintendo. Did you ever get in trouble, even if you didn't do something, just because you happened to witness the conversation? Not that. I think they thought I played games too much. And they're like, it's bad for you. Bad for your eyes. Bad for your eyes. It's not bad good for, for you to keep brain. playing and play out, go with the other kids. I'm like, no, I don't want to go out. I just want to stay here. Like, no, don't throw out the Nintendo. You can't save. I'll go. I'll do something. Just don't touch it. <laughs> just, you're going to have to start from the beginning. Just please don't do anything. Just I'll, I'll, I'll go clean the dishes. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go cut the grass. I'll do something. Just don't, don't touch it. <laughs> That's pretty lucky that you didn't really... Do you think you didn't argue I, with your parents a lot because they I, argued mainly with your sisters? Kind of that, and also it's like Mexican culture is like the la chancla, 
Like you're like you don't you don't you you don't want to get hit by that. My mom would have the chunk line. My dad would show the belt. You hear that little noise? You know the whip noise that that happens when you kind of yeah yeah. That scared the shit out of me. So. I was like, I don't want to be in pain. I like not feeling pain. I'm just going to, I'll be nice. And uh, I'll let my sisters deal with it. I feel like that was a very wise decision because my mom used a variety of things. The slipper, the the duster, the bamboo chopsticks, whatever it was, you know. Damn. Yeah, a lot of random things. But I feel like despite knowing that there was a possibility of pain, I... I mean, I guess this is part of my personality. I said stuff anyways. <laughs> um, I never won, obviously. But, you know, I would always just run my mouth, as she would say, <laughs> and argue back with logic, which doesn't exist because no matter what I say, no matter how right it was, there was never like, oh, you're right, Jackie. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. or, Parents always in. Wrong, Jackie. <laughs> Oh, there's never an apology. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I never did. I don't know about you guys. But. My mom still doesn't apologize if she gets something wrong. It's It doesn't exist. Same. Parents I don't think apologize. My parents would just not. They don't like, acknowledge mm-hmm. it. They're just like, they all right, just, move on. Yep. But did your parents ever apologize with like, well, not like apologize, but did they ever give you food or cut you fruit or something to apologize? Quote unquote oh, yeah. apologize. Yeah, everything's okay. Now here's some fruit. <laughs> I'm okay with you now. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Like how, how did you deal with arguments with your parents if you had any? Um, I think pretty similar to what all of you have said. There was no arguing. I guess for me, like the guilt that my parents like put in, I think similar to like Raul's parents where they were like, we came to this country with like two suitcases and we worked so hard to give you everything. And, you know, that argument always made me feel terrible. (laughs) So then I just kind of stopped arguing with them. And, And my mom also just had a pet peeve of like talking back to her and saying that that was really disrespectful. But I I do remember, like, at one point, I was arguing with her. I can't remember what it was, but I I was saying, this is America. You know, I'm allowed to say what I want to say. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) And and then my mom was like, did you see that on TV or something? (laughs) She's like, where did you learn to say that kind of stuff? And and she just was like so offended. And so like, I I don't think I I lost my TV privileges for a while. And like, she, yeah, she was pretty upset. But yeah, her apology in air quotes was definitely like cutting up like oranges or something like the next day. That seems to be the universal immigrant parent apology is like here's some food but i'll never say the words i'm sorry (laughs) you just reminded me there was a time where they took away my nintendo and i was really pissed and on that weekend they had people over and they had like a we had a fire going outside and i think i took a shoe i think it was my dad's shoe and i just tossed it in the fire oh no (laughs) want to die (laughs) they didn't they didn't realize it because no one was looking and then i think the next day when they were gonna get, get rid of all the ash they're like there's a shoe <laughs> <laughs> but I, I said i didn't know we need a fire i just tossed the shoe in <laughs> were they okay with that they were mad but they're like okay well he has other shoes so 
Wow. I was like, wow. I was like I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, it's like, don't, don't use shoes. Don't, don't do this. Like, I was little. I was like, but I was angry. Was that the shoe that he would threaten you with? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It was, it was just a, one of the, one, I just knew it was his shoe. I was angry, but I was like, okay, but we do. We're not, I just want to toss it in there. Cause I was bad. That would have been funny. I guess it would, it would all be bad. I'd be afraid to burn my dad's shoe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember there was times I was a little devil. I don't. I don't remember too much. So. You, you blocked it out. That's impressive, Raul. Honestly, I can't even imagine throwing my mom's shoe in a fire <laughs> at that age because I knew I would have died. I'd be afraid. I, and also, it's probably because I thought it, I was the youngest, so I was like, I'd probably get special treatment, and or they'd be they wouldn't be as mad as if, if my sisters were to do it. So. Mm. Oh, you knew it, and you got away with it. And, That's uh, terrible. Benefits of being the little, the little, the only boy and the youngest. Oh man, how did you guys know when you were when you got in trouble? Was it like when they grabbed a specific weapon, I guess, <laughs> or when they <laughs> used a specific tone when they called your name? Like I know there's that joke where, like, I guess with white kids, when their parents call out their full name it's like john paul smith get to the kitchen right now <laughs> all the full name comes out oh my gosh is that your accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that, that's my accent for for karen's i suppose <laughs> <laughs> my parents didn't use our full name like that i think it was more like a tone thing like you knew you were in trouble if you were supposed to do something but you didn't do it the the fear of the five seconds before they open up the door and forgot to clean the rice or take the frozen chicken out of the freezer. Oh, no. You you just know that you're going to get yelled at. When you forget to do something, that's when you know you're in trouble. Oh, God, that's the worst. You're like, (laughs) oh, I had to do this. I had to do this before they got home. Oh, no. The rice thing is a real fear. Like, you're like, shit. Because there's there's no way you can speed up the cooking of rice. No. Is that, that, oh, like in the Asian culture? Like, the the rice? Rice with every meal. If if you were the one who forgot to make it, like, it's another 40 minutes at least. So you push back the entire meal. And my parents would get pissed (laughs) yeah for me it was if the rice wasn't cooked on time and if the rice wasn't cooked properly there's too much water it'd be too mushy if it's not enough water it's too dry and so there was like on top of making sure that it was on time it had to be like correctly made or else criticisms on your rice technique (laughs) yeah you're like a four-year-old girl trying to figure out how to be tall enough to wash the rice in the sink (laughs) I want to say for me, it was it was like the tone of the voice where it's they threaten, <laughs> like they they have that angry voice. They're like, you better do this, or else you're gonna get this. If they don't hear you, they'll yell louder, and then at that they'll get the belt or the shoe, and then they'll <laughs> smack it. They'll smack it on something so you can hear it. Oh no! <laughs> and, and then it's like, all right, all right, okay, that's that's it. This is okay. I gotta go do something. <laughs> oh wait, wait, I have a question for you guys. You know how like when your parents yell at you from across the house. Um, yes. And yeah. if you yell back, they yell at you and say, "How dare you raise your voice at me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh I was answering you, and they're like, "I don't like how you said that in that tone or whatever." A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I like how common that experience is because something that always frustrated me was like sometimes my mom would ask me to help her with something and I was like okay yeah I'll go help her with something and like I have severe resting bitch face because you know muscles need to relax and it just happens to look very angry Um, I remember (laughs) specifically it was one time she was putting together some stuff for her garden and she asked me to come out to hold a wood block or something so she could screw it into the fence to create this like little awning thing and I was like holding it up and I wasn't really thinking much I was kind of like zoning out and she's like all I did was ask for you to help me with this I work hard all week and now you're here and your face is like the direct translation is like your face is like a blanket essentially like you have resting bitch face and it's like what I'm helping like this is what you wanted me to do right she's like yeah but you don't have to look like that and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) what do you want from me like I do you want me to look do you want me to smile this entire time like I don't understand I'm I'm helping this is what you wanted me to do like I do I have to be joyful while I'm doing this? Like, I don't understand. But it's silly little things like that where it's like, I I don't get it. Like, what do you want? <laughs> Jackie, I totally got that too. And my mom, like, interpreted that as attitude, which yes. sometimes, yeah, attitude. like, I didn't mean for it to be that way, but she would interpret it that way. And then I'd get pissed because, you know, be like, well, why are you yelling at me now? So when I'm trying to do what you're asking me to do and yeah yeah I didn't have an attitude until you accused me of having an attitude and now yeah. I have an attitude because a self-fulfilling prophecy of you telling me I have one <laughs> sometimes you're, you're not even doing anything you're, you're literally doing exactly as they ask but it's like you have to be you have to be happy to do it yeah yeah <laughs> because they've crossed rivers and streams and you know got onto crazy boats to get to America <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm obviously super grateful for my parents and everything, but there's certain things like that where it's like, are you, are you kidding? Like we, like we <laughs> understand. We know. Yeah. I feel like we should have a disclaimer at the top that like, <laughs> we appreciate our parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are good times. Are there any last minute things you guys want to say or here? I just, I think that, you know, I appreciate like having these conversations of just being able to share you know, our experiences and see where they overlap and, and share some laughs about it. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I definitely felt like growing up was hard to fit in and it was hard to find other kids who might have had like parents, you know, with like the cultural differences and different expectations and stuff like that. So it, it's really nice to look back as an adult and, and kind of see like where the friction happened and I don't know, maybe give other kids who are going through similar experiences like, a sign that you know you're not alone and we're all dealing it was with difficult yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. Through it. it's not yeah. that bad yeah your parents are trying their best <laughs> cool uh well i guess that wraps it up for this episode thank you everyone for joining us thank you and thank you to raul and jessica for joining us for this episode if you guys want to share any of your experiences of being children of immigrants feel free to tweet at us send us an email with a letter of all the experiences that you've had we're even on instagram now i i recently posted some stuff on instagram so just connect with us uh let us know um give us feedback as well and we'll see you guys next episode thanks so much thank you bye Bye.